Hey, 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 oh my gosh, all right, episode 79, all right, pot it down, baby, bring it down. It's a good choice, though. Land the plane. You like it? I did like it. Thank I you. did like it, too. Josh Fendrick, producer Josh, responsible for the new music on the Sims and Lefko podcast. Not for long, just that for today. That was good uh, come out of the tunnel music right there. Did you it pump you up? Yeah. Definitely. You would have liked running out of the tunnel to that? Yeah, or at least just hearing that on the way out of the locker room, whatever. That's a, that's good locker room music. If Sims approves, then I think that's a, that's I, a victory I'll be for honest. Me. I liked it. I, I did. Wow, so maybe we keep that. I wasn't who, who is it? As some random guy on Extreme Music. You think I, I don't know. Okay. It wasn't yeah. we are, we're back on audio now. There's oh. no more video. It's funny. Like I'm trying to get out of yelling host mode. Now I feel like we're back to doing a podcast right. and we're talking. Because right. like, I'm wanting to be like, all right, let's do this. Let's do that. We're back. Which which was why couldn't we talk like that when we were around? Because I think human it's beings weird. naturally it's weird up when you see yourself on camera. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and we also had an audience. We had look. You've 50. talked more now today than you have in the last fifty episodes. Well, because now I'm casual. I'm right. wearing a t-shirt. I'm kicked back. Yeah, your man boobs are so out. much better. <laughs> Tighten up, bro. I'm not gonna respond to that. Episode seventy nine, though, we have started a tradition that I'd like to keep going. Do you have a seventy nine for uh, us? Yeah, I mean, off the top of my head, I would go with Eric Big Cat Williams. That is the big one, I would say. Right. Uh, let's see. Any other seventy nines? Harvey Martin, also, I believe, mm. uh, for the Dallas Cowboys back in the seventies, but I could be wrong there. Todd Harriman's, I remember back from the Eagles, right. and uh, uh, Roosevelt Brown. Makes the extent of where I'm going. I don't have a 79. Uh, the only thing I was going to say was we only got another 20 episodes where we can do this. Oh, well, then we'll and start oh, yeah, over right. again. Because right. we didn't do it for like the first 18 numbers. No, yeah. we're going to be like uh, the UFC. This is UFC 233. <laughs> do you know the, 233? That's the dumbest thing ever, too. Why did they do that? What I do think you mean? It, I don't know why like, do they have to number... Their fights. I think it's the same reason we do in the podcast is because when someone sees it's UFC 195, you're like, this is something that has staying power. But I mean, this I think I think they passed that point. Like they're there. They're they're not going anywhere. They just sold for four billion dollars. There, we know what yeah, UFC we know is. There. Uh, we have Alan Robinson coming on in about ten minutes, so that'll be fun to check in with him. Uh, we're gonna be. It's the first week of the NFL season. We're starting Thursday. It doesn't feel like it. It it feels like we've been talking about this for so long right. that it's weird that it's finally here. Uh, so me and Sims will do our pick segment because I'm excited. We all know who won last year and the year before. The second year in a row. Right. Adam Lefko prognostication. Right. And we're picking all games this year. Yeah. The difference is this year we're picking. Like we, I've already submitted my pick, so right. I can't cheat off of you. Right, which was a problem. <laughs> uh, and we're gonna do guaranteed to lose, which I'm excited to bring on the podcast. Right, and we're gonna be doing your top five quarterbacks because even on today's Facebook Live, we're recording this on Tuesday. Right, let's Sims. What is his top five? What's his top five? I, I mean, mean, you can't get away from top five. No, You're I the can't. top five guy. No, I am the top five guy. Hey, yo, top five guy over here. <laughs> it, it annoys you a little bit. Uh, it does. Uh, yeah, it does annoy me. But yeah, uh, I don't think it's that debatable right now. I'm excited to hear what you got. Right. Does this sound better? That sounds the same to me. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm pubbing peas and slurring. Pieces. I know it's hot as hell in this room. It okay? is hot. Holy. Which is related to the fact that you just had a bowl of Chipotle rice and burritos. Right. right. Yeah, rice you and did beans. just eat. I mean, oh, whoa. Does that mean you get hot? I mean, whoa. I, you I, had rice and beans. It you just get, smells like crap. You here, get right? over 100 degrees when they got to eat. You're also wearing a sweatshirt, so yeah, that I is would an say, issue. I would say seventy percent of the time when I eat, I get hotter. Well, I like start sweating. Yes, we know. <laughs> um, so I had a surreal experience, and I want to share it with you guys. Yes. Um, Saturday, I was in Philly, 
and I was doing a ticket to the house with Malcolm Jenkins, which is sort of like Cribs. So he was showing me off his zombie room right. because he believes that zombies will take over the planet. He genuinely believes it. He's obsessed with Walking Dead. He has a room sims where he has knives and duct tape and like light sticks just in case it happens. And I was like, what would you do if zombies came when you were playing a game? He goes, that's my biggest fear. I'm like, what? He goes, I'm being serious. He really thinks they're zombies. But we get up to the roof, and uh, I, op- I go and look at my phone, and it says, uh, Eagles were offered trade for Sam Bradford from Vikings, but turn it down. Right. And I go, oh, man, look at this. And I right. show him my phone, and he goes, we can't do that. That's that's our guy. Like, we need him. And right. I was like, yeah, I mean, what are you going to get, like a fourth-round pick? I, like, remember saying that. Five minutes later, in between takes, because we're on the roof and I'm asking about the city view, the one of the people from the NFLPA, this girl Paige, goes, it happened. And we go, what do you mean it happened? She goes, the trade went through. And I go, for Sam Bradford to the Vikings? She goes, yes. It was as though his dog died. Yeah. I mean, we we looked at each other, and he just uh, 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 uh. he spent the next two and a half hours processing what had just happened. Right. His initial reactions were because I went, I wonder who they go with now, Chase or Carson. He right. goes, he goes, Carson hasn't been there. Like he hasn't, he's been hurt. He hasn't, been, he doesn't know the plays. Like we're gonna have to scale it back and run a ton if Carson's in. And then he goes, and Chase Daniels, I love Chase Daniel, I love him, but. And he didn't finish. Yeah. And I was like, that is the perfect way to sum up Chase Daniel. Pretty much. I love him, but right. and then you just don't say anything. He's like, look, he's like, we're going to need a lot of Kenyon Barner and a lot of Ryan Matthews running the ball. I could feel, though, him be deflated because this was that moment where, God, what are you doing? Oh, this is when you go outside and take the phone call. That's amazing. I mean, did you think that you guys were going to win the Super Bowl this year? I think his vibe was. Right. I think the Eagles feel super confident about their defense right now. Right. He has a big love affair with Jim Schwartz. Yeah, right. Jim Schwartz, he's like, oh, he's an asshole, but he's a guy that tells it to you straight. Right. And I don't think they've had that there. Yep. I could tell that he thinks that the secondary has a bond, and I could tell that he never hung out with Byron Maxwell. He never hung out with any of the other corners. Like, it, it made it sound like this team is a unit. Yeah, right. Like and and I could tell that the Eagles were disjointed the last few years from the way he spoke. Right. I think that he thinks that they were a Bucks. I think that he thinks that they were a Lions. Like the teams that we think could sneak into the wild card. Right. I think he thought if we run the ball a lot and our defense we, and Sam makes a few good plays. Remember what quarterback took him to the Super Bowl? Drew Brees. Yeah. Right. So he he's a guy and a guy that said everyone want, he said this to me he goes everyone wants the strong arm guy but no one values the guy that can make all the easy throws right you just got to get the first downs and he said that and right. I went you are someone that won a Super Bowl with Drew Brees yes so he I think had a lot of they confidence. think they think what gets lost in translation with players and even people who follow they think like oh Drew Brees is the only guy that can throw the five yard stick yes. route but when I go on to say. No, you have the only coach in football that can draw up that same play to nine million different ways yes. in a Sean Payton. Yeah, so uh, he was taken aback. He was very upset afterwards. He mentioned about, I don't know, 85 times, man, I'm ready for this Ohio State game to start. I need a drink. Like he said that. Like So he right. went down there with his friends and had a beer and was like watching Ohio State. Um, but it's, it's, it's unprecedented. Int- and then when they said it was for a first-round pick, Oof. 
now I had to go into a side room and start pumping my fists wildly because I can't do this in front of him, a 28, 29-year-old safety who just realized that another year of his playing career, which could end at any moment, right. is thrown away for the future. But I'm going a first-round pick with a fourth-round pick that could go up as high as a second-round pick depending on how well the Vikings do. Unreal. For gosh darn Sam Bradford, that's crazy. That's crazy. Like I'm not. Uh, that's crazy. No, it is. But I, I also I, I look at it, the Vikings and I don't necessarily look at it as totally crazy. No, no, no. It's crazy they got it, but I don't think it's a bad trade for the Vikings. No, I don't either. The Vikings believe that they could win the Super Bowl this year, and so I, I don't I, think this is. They have like five picks in the second and third round next year, right. which is really big. Right. Uh, combined with the fact that they don't have a lot of holes in their roster. No, they do not. Exactly. Where right. are they going to go? Right. You're, you're right. There's only so many guys you could pay, and, and they're pretty much set roster-wise for at least the time being. Yeah, can they continue to improve the offensive line? Sure. Uh, but, yeah, you're, I think you're spot on with that. Win-loss total for That's going to be totally – what pe- people don't realize is, like, Bradford obviously better than Sean Hill. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. But what's going to be interesting is it's it's truly a new language he'll be le- uh, learning. Oh, you're, you're talking like offensive coordinators. Yes, it is, because Norv is going to call things like uh, – Zero out, five twenty-five f post. Where in Sam Bradford's old offense, it might have been just trips right, uh, seventy-two arches x comeback. So, so you said totally- that, and I think it's it's really cool when people hear that. But why does Norv use that terminology? Well, it, it goes back to the old Dallas Zampezi, uh, that whole terminology back in yeah. those days. So uh, it, the the numbered system for the routes. Uh, yeah, it's it's Zampezi, who's the offensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals now. His father, I, I believe, is the starter of, of this. Uh, gotcha. Which goes back to Rams, uh, like Rams when they had Henry Ellard and and uh, that whole group. Right now, Chris Everett, but uh, Jim Everett. Right, 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 right. Uh, well, that that, that is the whole Zampezi 525F post. I think the other thing is, too, Peter King on MMQB did a fantastic article checking in with Spielman and Howie Roseman and doing a, a, a oral history of how this happened. And part of the reason was I forgot. You know who the tight end coach of the Vikings is? Pat Shermer, huh. who's now coached him twice. Right. And so they had some coaches on that staff that were like, he's a guy maturity-wise, yes. team-wise that fits in here right. and can make it happen. Right. And I think those are the things that you look for, those possible transitions. Right. Uh, let me do a transition to someone that I'm very excited to talk to. <laughs> a guy that last year came on the scene and absolutely destroyed it. 80 catches, 1,400 yards, 14 touchdowns. My pick as the most explosive wide receiver in the NFL right now. Yeah, I'm saying it. Yeah. Alan Robinson, big AR. What up, dude? How you doing? Uh, also, I'd like to say to add to that introduction, we stood next to each other on a Chipotle line in San Francisco. I don't think he remembers, but <laughs> really, yeah, really? yeah, yeah, me and you. I said hi to you, and uh, but you don't remember. Obviously, I was a tall blonde <laughs> guy, really good looking, handsome. Like you, you asked me, you go, man, do you play receiver in the NFL too? And I was like, no, not <laughs> anymore. But uh, <laughs> I'm joking. But I did see you at Chipotle. Yeah, yeah, I, I do remember going there. Yeah, you remember going there. You don't remember me. I understand. Uh, I want to. I want to admit something right off the bat, Alan. I, I, and I know you probably people talk about fantasy and it's stupid, but I just need to say this. I went around the office here at Bleacher Report for like three weeks, going, "I'm drafting Alan Robinson at five, and mm-hmm. I, I chickened out and I took AJ Green. And wow. I'm, I'm embarrassed. Yeah, you are. You should be. That was a bad pick, right? Yeah, I, I don't even do fantasy, but that was the wrong pick. 
Damn. <laughs> That's tough to say, man. AJ AJ is a hell of a player, man. I know. So I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it was a it was a bad pick, but you know, I mean, I I mean, you should have picked me, but you know, I know. Yeah, he should have picked you. <laughs> AJ doesn't have the ability that Allen does to catch all the back shoulders and jump balls. That's where like Allen's covered. It just doesn't matter. You can just throw the ball up to him. I know. I saw him in the Jets preseason game, and I went. This is impossible. Yeah. Is that your favorite catch to make, Alan? Like, what's your favorite route slash catch? I would say my favorite route for sure is the go route. You know, so anytime, anytime I get the opportunity, you know, I take that. You guys are expected this year. You're one of the few teams where you look at the pieces, you look at your offseason, everyone's excited. Uh, and I'm sure you've been getting expectation questions, you know, at the ass for like the last few months. Uh, I'm curious. When you watch the Packers, this is a team that people think could be in the Super Bowl, and you look at their defense on film. What sticks out to you? What type of team are you playing this week? Uh, fast, athletic, and physical. You know, I think up front, you know, with 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 Clay Matthews and Julius Peppers, they're busy. They're uh, a very physical team. You know, but also in the secondary, they have a lot of speed back there. Um, I, w- I want to ask you something about your own team because you guys have acquired a ton of physical freaks. Yep. Uh, over the last two years, who is the one guy you got to just pick one that when he walked on the field the first day mm. you were just blown away with? You know whether it was Jalen Ramsey, Dante Fowler Jr., uh, you know Malik Jackson, whoever it is, just the first guy you saw and just said, "Wow, he's more than I expected." I know they're all good, but give me one. I would say Dante. For Dante, um, with the position he plays, for me, I, I really didn't get a chance to see him in college all that much, you know, or, or really pay attention to him, you know, by me being kind of an offensive guy, you know, so watching right. the offensive side of the ball and the, and the cornerbacks, you know, but, and then also about him getting hurt last year. So when I saw him step on the field for the first time and saw how explosive he was off the ball, you know, it was, it was pretty breathtaking. Yeah, that's that's the thing about him, right? I mean, to be that size and the the explosiveness, the quickness, that's just was pretty awesome to you. I, I thought he was like a we, – we said coming out in the draft, he was like Khalil Mack. That's who I thought he could be. I mean, so I'm glad to hear you say that. Yeah, I mean, um, ever since he stepped on the field, you know, for us this year, it's been it's been really, you know, all, all eyes on him. He makes he makes a lot of plays. He's extremely athletic. What is what is Gus's message to you guys this week? What what are they hammering home right now? Uh, for us, it's just about going out there Sunday and not making it bigger than what it is. You know, I know for us, uh, we have really high expectations uh, for ourselves. You know, uh, the fans have high expectations for us going into the season. You know, so and there's been a lot of talk talk around Jacksonville throughout the course of all season. But at the end of the day, it's going out there and just doing what we do. You know, not making too, too much of it. You know, not making the stage bigger than what it is. Man, that's, I, it's so crazy to me. All right, I'm putting you on the spot, part two, okay? Yeah. Part two. We can't have no, no cop-out answers here. I'll hmm. clarify it to start with that they're all awesome. With These all are awesome. <laughs> but I want to know, I want you to rank Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham Jr., for me, one through three. Give me your your ranking. I would go Antonio Brown one, Julio two, and Odell three. Okay. Mm. Mm. You go Odell one. I would go Odell one, Antonio Brown two, Julio three. But go ahead. Let me let me hear your, your reasons why. I mean, obviously you got great respect. We know that for all of them. But let me hear your reasoning for that, your your way. Oh, I think throughout the course of uh, Antonio's career, you know, it's – it's really rare that you have to see a player all four downs, you know. So I think like a game like Indianapolis Colts game last year, not only did he have a lot of receiving yards, but he also returned the punt for a touchdown. You know? right. So I think that's pretty that's pretty unique, you know. When it's when it come down to it, maybe in crunch time or whenever it is, and you have to see that player on that on that fourth down. Yes. 
That's a very valid point. I'll, I'll give you that there. I want to rank corners. Oh, you want to rank corners? But I don't know who you'd put in your top three. Ooh, the top three. Well, I mean, it's a it's, Sherman. It's a good Patrick th- Peterson, right? Talib Revis. Yeah, are those the four probably right there. If you made me pick my three, I'd maybe put Revis. I mean, Talib over Revis right now. So hold it, Rob, hey Rob. How would you rank those four? Patrick Peterson. Uh, it's tough. It's tough. The reason why it's tough is because you know some of those guys I haven't uh, got a chance to play against. You know, so who have you faced? Um, I faced uh, Revis. You know, um. Another young player I was going to say the guy. Well, you're going to say this. I, I was just going to say that's who you told me. I don't remember. You know, you might remember me also. I announced your Tennessee Jacksonville game for CBS, and I had you in on the the uh, in the meeting the night before the game. So you don't remember me at all. Okay, fine. The hell with you, Allen Robinson. <laughs> but I asked you the same thing, and you did. You just said it. He said Jason Verrett to me last year. He oh, goes, Jason yeah. Verrett might have been the best corner I played all year. He was really impressed with him. But go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, you know, so it's kind of hard for me to judge uh, based off some guys that I didn't uh, get a chance to go up against, you know. But but uh, guys that I played against last year, you know, I would have to say uh, Darrell Revis one, uh, Jason Verrett two, and I I would have to throw uh, Vontae Davis in there. You know, seeing him twice a year, you know, um, you got to be on the uh, on your p's and q's when you go up to Indy or or uh, play those guys. Yeah, he is the forgotten uh, the forgotten man for sure. Uh, with, with Vontae Davis, does not get the respect nationally, even by me. I don't think I've given him enough. Do you? Either. You know what? That's actually a question about national respect. I always feel like the AFC South is the most disrespected division when it comes to like who gets the most airplay on TV. Robinson, does that? Do you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I would say so. You know, I mean, but but also for us, you know, that's something that's that's uh that's kind of been changing, you know, in our culture down here. You know, so as we as we improve, you know, each and every year and continue to play better, you know, I think things like that will come. Uh, I got one other question. Me and Sims were talking about it because we somehow your combine statistics came up, and you were graded everything, and you ran a four six. And Sims's first response was, uh, "I just said I looked at your numbers and I go, mm, I wonder who he had teaching him run the forty. Uh, and I don't mean to be. <laughs> I hope it wasn't like your best friend or your cousin <laughs> or anybody, but just usually." Yeah, your broad I, is great. Your vert is great. Right. It would usually translate to a mid 4.5, low 4.5 type speed, and you ran a 4.6 too. So go ahead and tell us about that and just training for that. Uh, training for that, you know, I think it goes into a lot of technique things. You know, that's But, but that was one thing I really wasn't too, too concerned about. You know, it's, uh, it's really all about game speed, you know. So, I mean, I know they weigh a lot a lot in, you know, with the – with the 40 yard dash, you know, but I mean, that was something that, that requires a great deal of technique as well, you know? So, I mean, for me, you know, I really didn't think too much of it. Just went out there and did those things that I did well, you know, and technique wise, you know, I tried to tighten it up a little bit at my pro day. Right. Four year contracts instead of a five year contract worked out. Okay. It's I think so. Get it shorter. Uh, a Rob, you're here because you're giving back this season with Vizio with TDs for TVs. Can you tell us what you're working on with Vizio? To, I think it's really cool what you're doing to a bunch of games you're playing this year. Yeah, you know, Vizio has a pretty cool program going on this year for fans, you know, and also the Boys and Girls Club with the TDs for TV. So uh, this season, every time I score a touchdown, Vizio is giving away a 50-inch SmartCast M-Series TV to fans across the country and also the Boys and Girls Clubs in the cities that I'm scoring. So and uh, fans can enter to win at Vizio.com slash TDs for TVs for their chance to win. Okay. All right. So t- uh, that's not a bad deal. Uh, TV for every TD. He had 14 yes. last year. Yeah, that's 14. So I yeah, know, that's the goal. Hopefully. Yeah. Man up, man. Man up. I mean, 14 was right. Fourteen was so last year, man. Man up. Come on. <laughs> get, let's get to 15, 16. Let's step the game up. 
That's the goal. That's right, the goal. I want to leave you off with this, Alan. I see on your Wikipedia page, which is the most formal way of seeing information about somebody, that you want to be a sports broadcaster after you're done. Are you serious? You really want to get into our world? Uh, I do not. Uh, going yeah, to college, I went to I went to school for that, you know, but um, but uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to to change my major or anything like that. But um, after I'm done playing, I want to get into coaching. That's my goal. Okay, Ooh. you're gonna have way too much money. You're when you're done playing, you're gonna have a lot of money. You go, what? I have to coach for 18 hours a day? Nah, <laughs> I'll do something else. That's what I'm betting on. Uh, that's I mean, uh, I just love the game, you know. So so being around the game and and things like that, and also you know, uh, hopefully you know being able to coach at the college level and things like that. I think it'd be a fun opportunity. La- last thing too, just to throw it in there, did you think? Did you feel like you were light years ahead of maybe some rookie quarter uh, wide receivers coming out of Penn State because you did get that experience with Billy O'Brien? Um, I wouldn't say light years, you know, but with the mental aspects of it, you know, I think um, I think depending on who you're talking about, you know, I, I think I may have had an edge. You know, a lot of these uh, offenses and things like that in college are kind of, you know, translating to the pro style. So, um, right. uh, I would say, I would say that it, it definitely gave me an advantage. You know, I was able to, to, uh, do side adjusts and things like that. And, you know, uh, check out, a, well, um, be a part of a system that checked in and out of plays and things like that. So, so a lot of it, I was already accustomed to coming to the NFL. All right. You the man. Uh, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Tell thanks my man, me. tell my man, Greg Olson, you know, he was my quarterback coach down in Tampa. Tell him I said, hi, give him some help. We'll right? do. We'll do. I'll tell him tomorrow. You know, I know all about, um, uh, he's what, what, what's your checks. I, I showed you the model with the big boobs. Um, she used to date Mark Sanchez, Sports Illustrated model. Kate Upton. Kate Upton. They got a Kate Upton check in their game plan. I know about Kate. Yeah, Upton. we do. We do. <laughs> All right, man. Good luck with everything. We're rooting for you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. See ya. Man, Sims just killing Allen Robinson. I had fun with him. He has no idea. No. That's the one thing about going audio only that's going to be tough. They could see us before. Right. And now I feel like I can't communicate with people. I think this will be better, though. Should we go back to video? Well, what I really like is Sims, because he's done a lot of Boomer and Carton, has a little bit of Carton in him right now. (laughs) He When he did the top three wide receivers, that was you going verbally, fuck it. Let's see what you got. I like that. I, I, I was glad to see he actually answered, though. He, he did. Yeah, he wasn't he did. scared. Right. Everybody takes it so personal in this day and age. Oh, I can't rank him. I'll be held to this. Who the hell cares? Kate Upton. Kate Upton. Baby. By the way, uh, for your notes, I cursed during the Malcolm he, Jacobs he thing. He down. Don't worry. No, he wasn't in the room. He was trying to make the phone call. I don't uh, My sound feels different. I mean, You're good. okay, good, good. It's really close to your mouth. Right. Well, I, I've heard you breathing a lot more than I've heard Bull me breathing. crap. No. You're doing. <sighs> no, that's been you. No way. Yes. You're look crazy. At your nose, look at my nose. It's you. What are you saying there? You, got a bigger no- you have bigger nostrils than me. That's yeah. What I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you think I was saying? Some anti-Semitic <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, it's always got to be about racism, huh? Uh, Judaism's not a race, but we'll get there eventually. <laughs> um, any. So as we get it ready, it should be kind of its own race. Though. I'm going to be honest. Uh, do you like talking to players that much? It's not my favorite. Neither always. is it mine. No, especially no. not during the season. Uh, I had this argument with Josh all the time. Right. I would rather just talk to you. Is that weird? Is it an argument? I don't really. No, it's, it's more of a discussion. Well, yeah, they're because just... they're too afraid to say anything. Yes. It's like right. midweek, so it's like they're really fast and they're really good, and right. we're going to keep our heads down and we're going to do it. Like there's, you're never going to get. I like to talk to players in the off season. Right. Then they're fun. But the, your guys are so brainwashed during the season. It's, like, not even fun. All right. Well, next time we have you guys a guy, are a bunch of let's, squares. Let's never ask anything about football anymore. Let's just, like, be to- totally random. All right. So, from now on, we'll ask, like, 
we'll ask one or two football questions. Pop culture and stuff. And then go pop culture. Are you cool with that? Yeah, I'm good with anything. All right. Why does Josh's mic sound so much better than ours? That's I, t- the I took the best one for myself. Right. Like you guys sound good, though. I'm listening to what's actually being recorded, so right. don't worry. Okay. Uh, the, the thing about the NFL, so we have all the cuts, and I thought there was a bunch of interesting cuts this week. Right. Any that stood out to you Man. that caught you by surprise? Uh, you're asking me on the spot here, but um, Matt Sims being cut by the Atlanta Falcons. I wanted to ask you about it. Right. Because be, watching their preseason games, your brother was so much better than Chubb, and it wasn't even close. Listen, it's just the way the NFL works. It's uh, frustrating, very frustrating. The fact that he's not a backup quarterback for a team is a little ridiculous. But, again, it's people don't think it, uh, but they just don't realize that the my last our last name does not help the situation. Do, do you think that teams look at Sims and go – He's going to tell his brother and his dad about what we're doing here. I mean, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I do. I think some of that goes on and they just don't want outsiders to know in general, especially in that situation. I think it's more my dad. They're probably worried about. Mm. Yeah, that was my breathing there. That but, was gross. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I would think my dad, even though your even dad though, is known for not talking about. stuff. Well, it's yeah, right. They don't realize it's just the way it is. Like I could th- remember my dad telling me a story about Jim Harbaugh before the Ravens Niners Super Bowl. And Jim was telling him all these things off the record. And he was like, Bill, you, you're not going to tell anybody this, right? And my dad, you know, had to basically say, like, hey, Jim, I make a lot of money yeah. doing what I do. I'm not going to just give it all up that I tell him one of your secrets. So, uh, uh, but but what people don't realize, too, is it goes on in the coaching world, too. I mean, there's even – I have coaching friends who uh, they get fired from a job, and some people might not want them just because of their last name. Oh, I knew his dad and whatever. He mm. was a pain in the butt. I don't want the son or whatever it may be. Uh, but yeah, it's just a shame. Yeah, there is. We, we always talk about the incestual nature of coaching and players. It's a little bit weird. Uh, I thought a funny story that came out today. Funny because I'm not a part of it. Uh, decades ago, Skip Bayless wrote that in a book that Troy Aikman. Uh, I guess alleged that he was homosexual uh, and Troy Aikman of course was very upset and it seems like it's been a lifelong hatred. If someone accused me of something that I wasn't in right. a book, I would be pissed. Right. In an interview with Richard Deitch, Troy Aikman clearly very upset that Fox hired Skip Bayless and it made me think, Chris, who could Bleacher Report hire that would really piss you off? Ooh. I don't think there's anybody that they could really piss me off with. I don't know if I've had anybody that has gotten me to that degree. New I mean, NFL, new NFL analyst uh, John Gruden? No, Gruden wouldn't piss me You'd off. You'd be fine. Yeah, I would be fine with that. Okay. Um, hmm. Let's see. I mean, like, I guess if like you wanted to like dig way back, like if we like got major Apple White here at Bleacher Report, I'd be like, wah, wah. <laughs> how would you greet him on the first day? I, I would be nice. Uh, I, I have no issue with like major, like in general. Major was screwed up to me to start my college career. Like yeah. I had too many people come up to me and tell me major was talking behind my back. So yeah, it's well, hard you're to very that. intimidating. Right. <laughs> um, all right. So the the few things that we're going to do every week because we jokingly talk about top fives. Right. Um, I want to know who your top five quarterbacks are now. And as we do this throughout the season, are you going to react like week by week? Or do you want to do it to where it's like this is the best quarterback in the NFL? Because I know Fendrick's concern was that you'd have Aaron Rodgers number one every week. Yeah, well, it'll be hard to get him out of the top five unless he literally throws like 40 interceptions. But, no, I I think if I look at it and judge it, I will judge it objectively. But, like, if if 
Cam Newton has seven unreal weeks in a row, and then week eight he throws one touchdown and three interceptions, I'm not going to drop him down to, like, number six. Like, okay, maybe he goes to two, or maybe he still stays at one. And I'm going to say the seven weeks before that were unreal. So uh, I think it's a little subjective that way, if that's Judge fair. Judge Josh, what do you that's, think? That's fine with me. Right. As long as, as long as we're willing to move people. Oh, yeah. I mean, I did it enough at the power rankings last year, didn't I? Yeah, only after I got on your case about it towards the end of the season okay. when Aaron wasn't playing well. Right. And you still wanted to keep him. Right, away. right. Well, I, you know, I had reasons for arguing I know you it, did. though. But, okay. Well, you're the top five guy, so you right. get to make the rules. Okay. All right. So, starting off, you want to do some music? Uh, I don't have any music. I just have his five ready to go so when he forgets i can prompt him gotcha right and the top five quarterbacks of the nfl number five before week one of the 2016 season Ooh, is i'm going with andrew luck at number five wow right i'm gonna keep him there i mean i'm not keep, it would be between him and tom brady for five anyways that would be the the conversation i would have now tom brady has a much better team around him aaron Rodgers is physically better than Andrew and, Luck. Uh, Andrew Luck is phys- physically better than Tom Brady at this point of his career. I mean, it's just the way it is. Uh, so, But I'm going to go with Luck right now at number five. All right, I, I want to have a question after right. uh, when we finish this. Right. So Andrew Luck at number five, meaning that Tom Brady's number six? Yeah, Tom Brady. Would That's probably, what we're going to do. Well, we're but he's not even in it right now because he's not the playing. The top five, and then where is Tom Brady? Tom five, and then where is Tom? Right. He would be He would be right at six, and then I'd probably go like Carson Palmer, Joe Flacco at seven. Somewhere okay, there. that means Carson Palmer not in the top five. No, he is not. Interesting. Andrew, look at number five. Number four. Number four is easy. This guy could have been three maybe, but I'm going Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is still at the maybe bottom part of the prime of his career, but uh, Ben Roethlisberger – is a guy you can put in any offense with any wide receivers around him, and he's going to make it happen no matter what. Uh, and you know what? And in, in, in seeing him in person, I know I said this to you maybe last week or whatever, like he's gone as the unforgo- the forgotten man in, in football. Like nobody talks about him anymore, I feel like, as far as national top quarterbacks. Yeah. And, man, he still moves well. He's still a good decision maker. And – when I saw him in person, that ball was still popping out of his hand. I think, I think honestly, fantasy has – it's been interesting because he has so many interesting pieces around him that right. people want to talk about. Right. Like, if you think about the Steelers, people are going to talk about Antonio Brown. They might even talk about Martavis Bryant and that situation before they talk about Big Ben. Right. Le'Veon Bell. There's a right. lot of other guys on his team right now. Yes. Number three. Which I, I, I get frustrated with that conversation, but – Yes. Number three. Number three is Russell Wilson. Ooh. Yeah. Why I, did you say it like you were in, like, a Russian market? I, I don't know. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. <laughs> uh, Russell Wilson is in the worst offense in football. And really? I, You're yeah, willing to say that? I think it's Packers right. is better than the Seahawks yes, in terms Packers of scheme. Is, yes, it is. The Seahawks are certainly towards the very bottom of the list in creativity on offense. They do nothing. And you. I mean, we always talk about – Oh, who does he have around him? I always hear that conversation whenever I talk about other quarterbacks. I mean, Doug Baldwin's his top target. And Doug Baldwin, nobody in football is going, oh, gosh, we got to double-cover Doug Baldwin or we can't win this football game. Oh, my gosh. That was an imitation of, like, how you do it a little bit. No, that was good. I like Doug Baldwin. I know what you mean. No one's afraid of him. He's not a superstar. He's not an Allen Robinson or an A.J. Green or any of those. You look at Russell Wilson almost like bizarro Tom Brady. Tom Brady gets a lot of the credit because of the, you think gets too much credit because of scheme. He's always had talent around him that goes underrated. And right. The coaching is great. Right. Russell Wilson has bad coaching and you think overrated talent. Right. And he has to do all of it himself. Like yes. they are to you the polar opposites. The polar opposites. And I would even argue to that, like, because just so people know, I'm not a 
Tom Brady hater. It was like that in the early part of Tom Brady's career. Right. Where I wanted to be like, you know, okay, yeah, the stats weren't all that sexy, but he would the the quality and importance of his big throws were so big time. Whether it was it's third and twelve in the fourth quarter and he hits the twenty five yard crosser through a small window, whatever it may be. Stats don't tell the stories of that of that stuff all the time. So uh, I do think Brady got underappreciated early in his career for that. Number two. Number two is Aaron Rodgers. Whoa. Yeah. Number two. Aaron Rodgers, uh, like Russell Wilson, again, an offense that is not all that creative from X and O's. Right. And you've seen enough, and we've watched enough now together for me to point it out, and you go, It's just the yeah, same route right. concepts all the time. Pretty much. And, and it's, it's, hey, beat a guy, and then guess what? Hey, did you know that if you ranked the 32 wide receiving cores in the NFL based on speed, who would come in last? <laughs> I don't. Right. Who would come in last? The Green Bay Packers last wow. year. Right. Now, Jordy Nelson changes that. That was when he got hurt. Right. So, I don't know what that will be now. I mean, shoot, Jared Boykin didn't even make the Bills roster this year. Well, and he was one of their well, where's, guys. Where's James Jones at? The savior of the world. He's oh, on the Chargers? No, he got cut again. Did he really? Yeah, he can't make any team except uh, Green Bay when he's covered and Aaron Rodgers throws it why, through a keyhole. It's I mean, partially why I drafted Randall this year because I think having Jordy back is going to make him better. I would agree. And I'm super excited for Jared Cook. Yeah. Maybe maybe that was why they got less creative because they didn't have a lot of talent. But I kind of think you need to get more creative. But who knows? Yeah. That means your number one quarterback for week one of the NFL season is... Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Yeah, Cam's still the man. I, I, I Cam uh, was not on his A game in game number three against the New England Patriots, but uh, nonetheless, he was still very good. We're not worried about a Super Bowl hangover. Remember that was a big storyline when the loser of the Back Super Bowl the never days. made the playoffs? Right. Like your team. Right. Your team started that. Yeah, I guess your you're rookie right. team even the, started. Even the '80s, that started. It was that way too. I mean, there was that was always the storyline. Carolina, but, though, when you really think about it, you have them going very far. Yeah, we just did bracketology, and right. you had them. You had the Panthers losing to the Steelers in the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, so that's your Super Bowl. Right. I could see them falling off. I mean, not likely because I like how their team is built, but. They were a team that was a surprise last year. Right. And it could always bounce back. The offensive line, the wide receivers. But you look at it and go, that defensive line, those linebackers, I would be very hard-pressed. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I, I don't see them falling off. Uh, I mean, 15-1 and one is not realistic, but – I still think they're the class of the NFC. I really do. Uh, it's a weak NFC this year. It does not seem real strong. And the teams we all like, Arizona and stuff, yeah, I have a little concerns about them. But, yeah, Carolina, you know, yeah, okay, they were 15-1 and that year, last year. The year before that, what were they, like 7-8-1 or something like that, where they lost? Check that out. Is that the one they lost to the Seahawks in the wild card game? In the divisional game. Divisional which, game, yeah. Which really, I mean, they, they stood there toe-to-toe with them. They and then did. we forget the year before that, they were the number two seed in the, in the NFC playoffs right. and lost to the Niners at home. Uh, a really quick thing about the Steelers. Are you worried about this Bud Dupree injury? Uh, a little They're bit. They're saying he might need surgery to miss the year. I, I think – Pud Dupree and those pass rushers were part of the reason why I was so excited about the Steelers. Because if they're not generating a pass rush, their secondary is still not fixed. Yes, I I, I hear you. I mean, Seven, eight, and one, and then they lost to the Seahawks. Uh, wild card. Yep, Seahawks, 31-17. Right. Was it wild? It was divisional. Divisional game, round. Right? They yep. beat the Cardinals on wild card. Right. Yeah, because that was because they had Drew Stanton. Right. Um, all right, so we are going to be doing our picks in about, I don't know, five, six minutes. But a staple that we did for a long time on video – one of my favorites. 
uh, we're going to do it on the podcast because we want to talk about it. Cool. Guaranteed to lose. Uh, do you don't want to go back at like roster cuts that surprise you? Or well, anything. do you have any really quick? No, I don't. I just wanted to know, make sure, because I'm kind of looking through them now because I didn't know we were going to talk about that. Yeah. It's all right. All right, good, good talk. No, it was, it was. I just really want to talk about Matt. Okay, because it pissed. That was me just off his too. light segue into the Matt Sims talk. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, there were some roster cuts that caught me off guard, but it's also it's just guys setting their teams. Right. You know what I mean? Right. All right, guaranteed to lose. Uh, I don't know the three. You don't. Uh, but uh, I've already submitted my picks for the pick segment. That was a big thing last year. Right. First team guaranteed to lose in week one is? Ooh, I don't know which way I went here. Svendrick, why don't you announce it? Uh, it was a team in Florida. Come on, just say the it. The Miami Dolphins. Oh, Miami will lose. I guarantee the Miami Dolphins will lose. You will lose because I say so. Yes. You will lose in week one because you're going to Seattle. And Seattle's a tough place to play, and your players might smoke marijuana while they're there and be all flustered. Ten and a half point line for Seattle. Do you think they cover? Do you think they cover? Oh, don't say it. No, no, that's a scary. That's a scary bet. We can talk gambling. Yeah. No, I was just thinking we're doing picks on Facebook Live. Oh, okay. But But that would scare me. That bet Uh, because, like, uh, yeah, that could be a seventeen to seven game with three minutes left, and then the. They get a pick six and win twenty four to seven. The Seattle Seahawks. So yeah, sorry. All right, so Seattle. That may. That's a good one. Right. All right, so next team guaranteed to lose. Guaranteed. Do you remember? Lose. Yep. Hold on. I got, I'm pulling up the schedule now. As we. It's look. Washington. Oh, yep. I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I first of all, I thought finding two game, three games is actually hard. This is a very tough game it, one slate. I did. I mean, you know, what are you going to pick? I, I couldn't say the Titans were guaranteed to lose to the Vikings. Not after this. I couldn't right. do that. So well, The Rams and the 49ers, who the heck knows what those right. teams are going to be. It was tough. So, yes, the so, Redskins, you are guaranteed to lose. Uh, do you think I, this going to be a close game? Mm, I do think it will be a, an exciting game. I could see the Steelers blowing them out, too. Yeah, I, the one thing that would concern me a little is if, like, the Steelers don't get pressure early, yeah, like you were saying. Yeah, but, like, I don't see Kirk Cousins beating you deep, and I also don't see, like, Matt Jones coming back after four weeks I and becoming a be steady running game. too, right. I like, would, if, you're, if you're not going to be able to pound Pittsburgh, right. then they can drop extra guys back. Right. Uh, and I, I think the one thing we all lose fact, like, yeah, okay, Le'Veon Bell won't be there, but D'Angelo Williams is going to be there. And that O-line is legit. They're one of the five best O-lines in football. They're going to be able to run the ball on the Redskins, and once they can do that, yeah. then it's going to be one-on-one outside, and it's going to be trouble. And the third team guaranteed to lose is... Oh, this is an easy one. This is the easiest one of all. Chicago Bears. Hey, Chicago, there is a hurricane coming your way, and it's Hurricane Billy O'Brien and the Houston Texans. Yes, the Chicago Bears will lose. I don't know why I keep wanting to bet against the Houston Texans. I, I, because there's, like, I think lack of paper sex monsters. appeal there. I just I think their O-line is not great right now. I, I still can't believe we're putting that much trust into Brock Osweiler. Right. Uh, they got a bunch of young wide receivers that, I mean, maybe they could do it. They look like they could play the part. And I guess I'm just underestimating their defense too much. I, I think so. I think their secondary is a lot better than people realize. Uh, they Quentin have, Demps is their starting safety. That's, yeah, that's certainly not one of the strong points. But Jonathan Joseph, Kareem Jackson – uh, Abouye, no, sorry, that was me again. Abouye uh, is the other corner. And it's something we haven't talked about really, and, and I know I told you before. Kevin Johnson's not even their starting. Their first for round them pick isn't even starting from right two now. years ago. Yes, yeah, so uh, I think um, 
the Texans are going to be a force to be reckoned with all year long. I really do. Yeah, I mean, there really are some interesting lines. Well, let me go over these lines. I mean, we're going to let's let's pick the games. And we'll talk about some of those lines. Okay. So let's do our picks. Uh, Josh, how did last year end up with the picks? So last year with the picks ended up left go. You were sixty four and thirty five overall. Pretty Sims, good. That's, that's like sixty three percent. Sims, you were sixty two and thirty seven. Uh, so left go beat you by two games. You guys. Wild card weekend, divisional round, and championship weekend, you picked the exact same picks the Jeez. entire way through. Right. So you had no chance to catch yeah, up. Yeah, divisional round, we went 4 0, and then the championship round, we went 0 and 2. And what sealed the deal was week 17, uh, Lefko, you picked the Eagles against the Giants. Uh, you picked the Giants. And that won it for you. And I'm pretty sure you told me that I had to pick the Eagles. I think you're right. I think I did. Oh, wait, did you pick you pick Carolina in the Super Bowl too, huh? Um, yeah, I think everyone did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Remember, think about that game. You have a great defense on both sides of the ball, and you have Cam Newton in the offense who just put up forty something on Arizona, and we just witnessed Peyton Manning like crawl to a win. So we went. Yeah, remember we were asking people if Carolina's going to win by twenty one. Remember? I don't, but no. The beginning of the week, we were like, and then we started talking about it more, and we're like, Denver's defense could do something here. You guys were also tied after week 14, and then in week 15, uh, you picked the Panthers. Adam. You picked the Giants. Adam picked the Panthers. Sims picked the Giants. You thought thought Odell was going to go off. Green Bay, Oakland. Uh, Lefko, you picked the Packers. Sims, you picked the Raiders. So Lefko won that one. Right. And then Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Denver. Sims, you picked the Broncos. Lefko, you picked the Steelers, and Lefko, and, you got and that do you one. Remember as well. the trend? Yeah, I picked all the good quarterbacks. You're right, and you picked all the good defenses. Jeez, right, and we talked about how good quarterback play can beat good defenses. Man, and then a few weeks later, Denver beats Pittsburgh. Yep. Jeez, man. You guys want to get to this week's games? Well, let's, let's do it. So, Six games, baby. I'm very excited for this. So, first game we're going to pick, Carolina at Denver on Thursday night. Carolina is minus three. Now, we're picking these games no line. No line. No Straight line. up. Carolina at Denver. Um, I will go first. Sure. I picked the Denver Broncos. Right, and so did I. Did and you to, really? And yeah. to clarify again, I have gotten all the picks in advance, so there's no cheating between the two yeah, of you Yeah, we, we fixed it this year. I went Denver because I thought that defense looks fantastic. And I think they match up really well with Carolina's offense. Right. And I think that the story coming out of this game is going to be, holy crap, the national media underrated Trevor Simeon and this Denver offense. And I think that uh, I think that it's going to be a really close game. Right. I wouldn't bet that game at all, but I think Denver's going to win. No, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, and listen, it's at home. They're going to be unveiling the Super Bowl banner and – uh, I, I just think it's one of the teams in football that Carolina does not match up well with because Denver can load the box and cover them man to man on the outside. Yeah, and then like, what do they do? Right, and it's not like it's, it's an overly creative pass game, and or they're gonna have to make tough catches that they drop in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and which they should have right. made those so, catches. All right, so yeah. we're both going Denver. Interesting. I think a lot of people there are going Carolina. I do think so that as well. But. Pittsburgh at Washington. The interesting about the the Carolina thing too is though. This they is, don't look good in the preseason. Well, this is where I would look at it and go just real quick is there you have Carolina, who, of course, lost, has a bad taste, and they're going to go, man, we got to try some new things this time around. Mm. And Denver's going to go, our game plan was pretty good. Let's just stick with what we got. Yeah. And sometimes that could be a curse in its own way. Yeah, you, you start overthinking the right. room. Uh, Pittsburgh at Washington. I picked Pittsburgh, correct? And you're obviously picking Pittsburgh. Yes, I am. Uh, don't think we need to go too far into that. Right. Cincinnati at the Jets. I believe I took 
Did I take Cincinnati? You took Cincinnati. I took Cincinnati. Okay. You took the Jets? I did go to the Jets, yes. Good. Right. Um, I look at Cincinnati, and I go, I still think they're going to be able to get offense with their two running backs. I think Geo is the perfect guy right. when you're facing the Jets to, to, to maximize the, the slant, flats and all Pass that. Game and, stuff, and I right? think that there will be enough passing game with A.J. Green. My main thing is I think the Cincinnati defense is an awful matchup for the Jets. I think they're going to sit on every route. I think that they don't have to load the box against right. the run, and I think they're going to get after Ryan Fitzpatrick. I looked at this game as Ryan Fitzpatrick letting everyone know, you wanted me back so bad, and I'm going to just crap the bed in week one. That's how I see week one going. Well, it's been inconsistent in the preseason, that's for sure. I mean, he still misses way too many slam dunk throws. Uh, but I go with the Jets – uh, I, I think that Cincinnati will have a tough time moving the ball. For sure. Uh, that for sure. And It's going to be a great game. It, it will be. This is one of the best games of the weekend, if not the best game of the weekend. I think it's maybe the two most quality teams, yeah. maybe other than Denver, Carolina, really. Uh, yeah. Slugfest. Arizona, I, New England would be the other one. That would be the other one, too. You're right. Uh, but I would say, yes, the Jets, I'm really just giving it to them because they're at home. Yep. And uh, that's really my biggest reason. I'm, I'm going to say they win like a three-point game, like a 17-14, something like that. I think, um, I think it, from a football perspective, the, 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 game, the reason I'm most excited to watch that game is Cincinnati's offensive line might be the best in football. Right. The Jets' defensive line is probably the best in football. Yes. That, for a week one like just smash mouth. That is going to be big people hitting right. big people, it is. and it's going to be really good. Yes, I mean those are the, and those are two teams where come week seventeen when we're looking at the wild card playoff picture, they're going to be looking back at week one and going, "How do we drop that game?" No doubt about it. All right, so I'd like that we have a difference. Yeah, way to think different. What else we got? Uh, next game: Giants at the Cowboys. Giants at the Cowboys. I believe you're going Cowboys here. I went Giants. Right. I am going Cowboys. And I I thought about this, and what you said is you you said this on Facebook Live. We just right. did that. The Giants are going to be ready later in the year, but right now it's Cowboys right. time. I'm thinking that Spagnolo is going to throw some weird stuff at Dak. Yes. Um, but I could also see the Cowboys running all over the Giants. Yes, it could go either way. That's what would scare me too, though. If I, I am picking the Cowboys, but it would it does scare me he's gonna see defenses this week that he's never seen in his life before yes that is for sure uh, but they might also go we're giving it to zeke 35 times and i really think that's what they will do it's gonna yeah. be the zeke and alfred morris show do and you then, think the giants will be able to stop that running game uh how is their run defense it, well listen their their defense is snacks it's stout yeah uh, they can do whatever they want they can get about as big as they want to right now with hankins and snacks on the inside uh, I mean, even you can get uh, Oumagbe Odigizua at linebacker or defense and mm. whatever you want to do. But, yeah, I'm just going with Dallas, being at home, having like the way the Giants are playing. I think the Giants will be the better team when all said and yeah. done this year. Yeah. I just think Dallas is a little better right now. I uh, I, I went the Giants. I just I, – I feel like Odell could have a big, 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 big right. – he always could, so. Yeah. New De- England, Des and, and Odell. I, I mean, I, that's Odell. I mean, I, I just don't think people realize. I don't think they realize. 
Man, greatest receiver in the first two years in the history of football. I'll tell and you he that didn't play the first the four vibe, games. The vibe that's so funny is at all these I think fantasy. people are taking the personal stuff. Well, let, let me tell you bit. this. So fantasy this year has been defined by the top three wide receivers, the ones you asked Allen Robinson to rank. Right. Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Odell Beckham. Right. To everyone that I talk to, Odell Beckham is a decided third right. for most of the people. He snuck up to second in a bunch of these drafts. Right. But most people go the same way Allen Robinson did. Alan, uh, Antonio Brown's been doing it for years. Right. Julio Brown's been doing it for years. That's the reason that I think we both put Odell Beckham over those guys. Odell in year three, this is when the prime starts. Right. I've always thought the prime is years three to seven, three to eight, if right. you're lucky. Right. And he's already exceeded every other person that's ever played in years one and two. Right. Antonio Brown, I don't think, has the deep speed anymore. Julio Jones, I don't think, has the deep speed anymore or the leaping ability. Right. What? Compared to everybody else, they're better than yeah, everybody yeah, I else. Got you, I got you. But Odell is the freakiest of the freaky. He's in the prime, like you said. The prime. Hitting in all cylinders. Oh. Ready? Yeah. Well, how many games left? Two? You got two left. All right. uh, New England at Arizona. I picked who? Uh, you picked Arizona. Oh, crap. You picked New, New England? England? I did pick New England. Damn. Yeah. I. Um, this is a toss-up. Yeah, toss but up. you know what? Well, I, I, I just picked it because of Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. Because I think that even if with the cornerback issues, I don't see Jimmy throwing it deep. And I don't know who he's throwing it deep to. And I look at the, the Patriots and I go, this is where we're all expecting them to whip out their double tight end set with Martellus Bennett and Kronk. Right. And run it and throw it to James White and use those two tight ends. But the team that I think is most stoutly done up the middle is the, the Cardinals with their right. use of safeties, with their use of linebackers. And I think Chandler Jones is going to have two and a half sacks and go, remember when you traded me for that bum Cooper that's not even playing? Right. Uh, the Car Carson Palmer scares me. I just – he scares me a lot less than Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, uh, and I think your point – like, they're, they're not going to take advantage of the other corner outside uh, on the other side of Patrick Peterson. I think that's very valid. You look at New England, Jimmy Garoppolo, Tom Brady, it doesn't really matter. They throw the ball in the middle of the field. The numbers are astounding, in fact, is how little they throw it outside right. by the sidelines, outside the numbers, all that. So uh, I, I'm just going because I haven't liked the way Arizona has looked. I think New England and Bill Belichick are going to be highly motivated to try to win a game without Tom Brady, sure. especially Bill Belichick, because sure. he's going to want to show everybody Sunday that it's not Tom. Football. Right. And I do think top to bottom that New England has the best roster in football. I think they're the best team. Uh I like them trading for Eric Rowe. Mm. But, man, their corners look pretty good. Their safety play we know is good. Uh, and I understand your concerns about the the pass, the pass protection, that kind of I stuff I like as the well. fact that it was in Arizona. So, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I, we have three differences right now? You do, and you've got one more game left. And I'm going to have Sims go first on this one. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. The Browns at the Eagles. Oh, here we go, Cleveland. Here we go. Here we go, Cleveland. Here we go. Uh, I'm taking the Brownies. I, I wasn't gonna. I was gonna take Philadelphia in a tight one, um, but like you heard me say on Facebook Live earlier, like the guy's played two quarters in preseason game number one. I, I, I don't care. He might. He's probably gonna make some great plays. Don't get me wrong. But he's probably going to get fooled by a fire zone blitz or not see a guy blitzing off it, the it's edge. It's the same thing that I was just saying so, about the Patriots. You're not, they're not, who, are they going to hand it off to Ryan Matthews right. 30 times? i got to think Ray Orton's got a few things. Do you remember what I said to you when you asked me to pick this game? No, I don't. I said, 
crap. I have to pick the Eagles. <laughs> I said I have to. Um, if if the Browns are going to steal some games this year, right. you do it at this point of the schedule. Right. I can absolutely see the Browns win. But I will say this. the I think the Eagles win this game, and I think the Eagles' defense outscores the Eagles' offense. I wouldn't be shocked. I could see the Eagles taking two, 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 two balls to the house. I wouldn't be shocked. Fletcher it- Cox – is about to make his name on a big stage. It's scary. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, that's the first thing I thought of is can Cleveland hold up against Jordan Hicks is that back? front four? Oh, that's the only reason I, I probably went with Cleveland and all said and done. I just said, you know what, their offensive line is probably good enough to not get yeah. steamrolled by the Eagles. That is the question. The, the, my other question, though, is do they have the pass rushers to get after Carson Wentz? Right. Because you get rid of Kruger. No. And I, don't have I see some young guys, and I think this is a great team. And I wonder if this led it, nah. I don't think you make a decision to trade Sam Bradford because of one game, but I think that you look at Carson Wentz against this team and go, this is the team that you want your rookie quarterback to go against. Definitely. That's not going to get pass rush, who other than, than Joe Hayden, I don't really like any hey, of their what, secondary what's guys. What's Joe Hayden's uh, status right now? Because uh, I haven't heard anything about him here in a little bit. Uh, some betting lines that I think interest us. Um, the fact that Indianapolis is a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Detroit. Right. Is crazy to both crazy. of us. Crazy. I mean, I I'm, I think I'm going to bet on Detroit. I think I'm going to be very visible with all my bets. Hayden's like, good to go for week one. He is good to go? Yep. Yeah. That's good. But that, to me, is is asking to be picked. Uh, I would agree. I'm pulling I'm pulling it up, too, so I can look. I mean, listen, you you, you know what I – the Carolina, a three-point favorite at Denver. Uh, I'm picking Denver to straight out win the game, so I like that pick as well. Uh, I would like I would like Denver, I'm saying. Yeah. I have a hard time believing Arizona is going to beat New England by more than six points. Right. And I just picked New England, so you obviously think I, I obviously think they're going to win. But even if Arizona wins, I don't think they're going to win by more than six. Mm. Uh, that would be another one that jumps out to me. Ooh, let's see. I think those are the ones I'd bet. I think those would be the ones I would bet as well. Oh, and I would – well – I would take the Jets probably over Cincinnati. Yeah, I could see that. So, but but uh, other than that, everything else scares me. Man, I am I am excited. Do you know where you're going to watch the game Thursday night? Uh, on my couch. You're just going to sit there now. Definitely. Are you going to have like is your son going to run over? Want to sit down? He'll watch. Like Philip is. Um, he's he's all in on Cam Newton. So. Oh. Oh yeah. Yep. What he, do you mean? What does he do? He's been asking me lately who's the best player in football. We were watching college games the other night, and he goes, "Who's the best player in football?" And I was like trying to explain some college guys to him. I was going to tell him Leonard Fournette. And he's like, no, 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 the best one. Who's the best? And I was like, oh, well, it's either Aaron Rodgers or Cam Newton. And he goes, oh, I like Cam Newton the best. I said, yeah, he's really awesome, but I think he's my number two. And he got all sad, and I said, don't worry. He's still really awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, does he come and, like, want to talk to you? Like, I remember being that age and trying to get my dad to go outside and have a catch on NFL Sunday. Right. And I look back at it now, and he was always like, halftime, halftime, halftime. And then halftime would come, and he'd be like, halftime, halftime. He hasn't gotten to that yet. Okay. No, no. he's just really just watching. And like, do they let you sit there and just watch the game by yourself? Yeah, he'll come in and probably jump on me and do whatever for the most part. But they know I'm watching football regardless. Do you take notes when you're watching? No. No, I don't. I'm just going to watch. And then, I, I mean, I'm sure my dad will call three times during the game. I mean, oh, is he calling the game? Uh, no, he'll just call me during the game. He'll be like, 
he's sitting at this NBC calling the game. But oh yeah, yeah. Call. How do they switching that up? Is it half and half? Uh, well, Thursday night to start the season is always NBC, and then Dad and CBS have like the first five or six weeks, and then it gets passed off to NBC from there. It's impossible to keep track of. Right, I don't really know how they're doing it either anymore. Yeah, it's gonna be a little annoying. Right. Uh, is he happy to be doing a half a year on Thursday? Oh, I think he's ecstatic. Really? Yes, it beats the whole year on Thursday. Uh, it's going to feel – what's really funny is I always talk to people about new normals and work. Right. So, like, when you are working and, and all of a sudden they're like, listen, we're going to need you to stay an extra hour every day. It's like, what you're ruining my life. Right. But after you've done it for six months, they go, hey, we're going to give you that hour back. And all of a sudden it's like a vacation. It's gonna... So, for him, he's always had Thursday off, but now it's going to feel like a vacation. Oh, He's yes. going to feel like he's a bye week. I mean, he's done four years worth of games the last two years. So, I mean, he's done over 30 games a year the last two years. That's pretty unreal. It's beyond unreal. Yeah. Um, you're calling a Browns, game next Ravens week, right? week two, right? Uh, I think the cool thing that uh, I would like, I would wish I could be a part of one time, is you get to watch a game with your dad on Sundays this year, right? What what week is that going to be? Uh, I can't even remember exactly. It's one of the weekends I have off here, like in early October. How excited are you for that? Oh, I always love that. I mean, When's the last time you got to do that? Um, it's been a while, maybe two two years ago, but. Yeah, it, it it'll be nice to just like I know for me it. getting to watch Thanksgiving games with my dad is right. amazing because that's like a game where you have those and you sit there and you get to talk about football. Right, man, football. I'm yeah, so I haven't excited. watched Thanksgiving days games with my dad in a long time. Did you know that Josh isn't going to be here on Sundays with us? Uh, I did. We talked about it. Yeah, well, he's corporate now. I mean, this is Johnny business yeah. deal over here. I think what's really funny is I remember when Josh came into the office and said we should do a podcast. Right, and I was like. Yes, I've kind of mentioned this to Sims, but I never wanted to actually go through with it. And now from that time, from you being like this little shitbox, and now you're... Does that mean I'm not a little shitbox anymore? You're not. Oh, wow. You're a big shitbox. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right, time to wrap it up. All right, let's wrap it up. Man, I'm just proud of you, Josh. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, Where are you watching the game Thursday? Uh, Hopefully Small Claims Court in New York City. He's still fighting that landlord. Still fighting the good oh, fight. I mean, we, we need to send video surveillance over there to watch him be the lawyer. Uh, they don't have a TV there, so I might not be watching it at all. Josh, Josh is in small claims court against a, uh, against this landlord who's trying to hold out their security deposit. One month's rent. Yep, and when you. Josh went the first time, they said, are you in law? They That's did. how good you were. They did. Good for you. It's pretty exciting. They always screw you over. They're the worst. What I would like you to do is if you win in small claims court, if you could do the LeBron move out of the courthouse. I'd be happy to. On Snapchat. Done. All right. Uh, I might Snapchat, do a Snapchat story from small claims court. That would be good. That would be, it's content. Yeah. It's great content. Thanks. Good idea. Um, All right. So we have three or four different disagreements. Four, I believe. Four. Wow. Yeah. What were they again? Dallas, New York. Yep. Your four disagreements. Dallas, New York, Jets, Bengals, New England, Arizona, and Cleveland, Philly. We are going to find out real quick who the real. Going to end this thing right away. NFL analyst. Uh, Guys, thank you so much for listening. It is great to be back on audio. We're chilling. It feels good. I'm mad relaxed, but I'm not going to get too relaxed like I did in episodes two and three. Story for another podcast. Uh, yeah, love you guys. I love you. See you next week. Hey, Josh, love you. Episode 80. Love you guys too. Wow, 80. Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice.